Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. We had a really good show, went back and forth on various different topics that are occurring right now. And over the weekend, I've been doing some research on a few different things that have definitely caught my attention. I think everybody really needs to pay attention to some of the things that are going on behind the scenes as we've talked very, very deeply on this show about is that in most cases when you start seeing things that are getting full media attention, when you start getting things on the news and on the television, on the radio and on the internet that are taking pretty much all the prime time coverage, you can best believe that there's something else going on behind the scenes they don't want you to see. And that has been occurring repeatedly. As we've seen now, you know, the buffoon in office has been signing executive order after executive order after executive order, one of those which is his main priority to make sure grown biological men can compete in any type of women's sport anywhere in the country now, regardless of who they are, what they look like, doesn't matter. They can do it, grown men. And bathrooms, locker rooms, nothing's off limits now. This was his main priority when he got in. So obviously it shows you he's doing the bidding of whatever they're telling him to. He's now coming out now and saying that basically the top income tax bracket's going to bump up to 52% income tax now, which I found very interesting. As you know, most people know California is very liberal, and they heavily promoted, including a lot of the movie stars promoted, the buffoon in office. And what's interesting about this now, as you guys know, they have a 13.3% state income tax. And on top of that, you got, what, roughly 7, 5, 7, 6 with Medicare and Social Security. And then if you bump it up to a 52% income tax, in the state of California, if you basically made million dollars a year now, that would put you at a 73% total tax bracket combined, meaning if you made a million dollars a year, which, I mean, that's that's pretty much, I think, everybody goes, you know, I make a million dollars a year. You, you pretty much got some cash. If you know how to spend it and save it and stash it correctly and invest it properly, million dollars a year, you pretty much have an incredibly awesome life, uh, except if you're in California, you make a million dollars a year, you bring home. 270000 after you pay your taxes. And by the way, if people don't know, in L.A. County, the cost of living is one of the highest in the entire country. Average 3,000 square foot house, which was a nice size house, but it's nothing insanely opulent in California. Average 3,000 square foot house rents for $10,000 a month in California. So you can put your money together real fast and realize how quickly $270,000 after taxes out of a million dollars would go very, very quickly in that state. And this is what happens in a communist government like California. You have the taxation continues to go higher and higher and higher and higher until it reaches a point where there is no reason to work anymore, and so people leave the state and go to other areas. And then, ironically, they vote for the same idiotic regulations, rules, and taxes as they did in their state to ruin their own state. Never understood that concept. And as we're seeing now, the Keystone Pipeline and the fracking and all the stuff that we said was going to happen now, there's a huge portion of the idiots, in most cases, that voted for Biden because they were so fooled and 
thinking that this was going to change and he was going to do something great. They've now pretty much said now you can expect fuel prices to be upwards of 5 to $7 a gallon by the end of the year, even in low-tax states like Texas and Florida. So that's something interesting to look at. But the biggest thing of all that I really, really noticed, and this is what I want to touch base on because this is something that has gotten zero coverage if you pull the records now from the VAERS, the V-A-E-R-S, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which is the U.S. government-funded database, and you pull the reports now, which are basically released on 1-15-2021, basically last uh, weekend, I think, or earlier last week, they have now come out now, and just on their basis alone, which, you, as you guys know, Fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are ever reported. They say that less than 0.3% of all adverse drug events are reported, and between 1% to 13% serious events are reported to the FDA in total, meaning less than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported. Current data from the two experimental RNA COVID injections that have been voluntarily reported is available for a two-week period from the very end of December through January 13th, which is released on January 15th. Data shows just in that two-week span, there were reported 7,844 cases and also 181 deaths. Now, as we said, even during pre-COVID times, less than 1% of vaccine injury and deaths were reported to the VAERS. Let's make a conservative estimate and say because this COVID injection was fast-tracked, because it was never approved by the FDA, it got emergency authorization use, say that they're being more cautious than normal, and say 10% of the adverse reactions, 10%, I mean, we're going on a limb here, 10%. That means we're looking at setting a pace of nearly 1,000 deaths per week directly related to the vaccine and roughly 40,000 severe adverse injuries every week related to the vaccine. But yet, nobody wants to talk about that. In the VAERS report, there was at least one death reported of an unborn baby directly due to the vaccine dying almost immediately after the mother received the experimental RNA Pfizer shot. She was 28 weeks in and five days pregnant. 28 weeks and five days when she received the first dose of the COVID vaccine. Less than two days later, she noticed a massive decrease in motion from the baby. She immediately went to the hospital, was found that the baby did not have a heartbeat in the very early morning. She delivered a two-pound, seven-ounce fetus, and basically the baby was dead almost immediately after receiving the vaccine. Now, the sad part about this is even the UK did not allow pregnant women to be injected with this toxic stuff. The U.S. is the only place in the world right now that has recommended pregnant women get injected with an RNA technology injection without zero, zero research or testing or long-term background research to see if it was okay to inject women with this vaccine. Unbelievably disgusting. This is happening right in front of of our faces, and again, almost nobody is reporting on this. Now, I'll put, I'll put the articles on the website. Health Impact News also had a good layout that they broke this down. Documented, documented, documented cases that are going, and they give you the VAERS research number. If you guys want to look that up on the woman that basically had the child, it was the VAERS ID 918034. You can look it right up on the National Vaccine Information Center. And again, I will put the link to that on the website as well. And what's interesting about this now is we know now, due to the federal funding for COVID in 2020, nearly 
all deaths were recorded as COVID deaths. We said that. That's why all other death rates went to the floor. Flu, pneumonia, heart disease, diabetes. It was like COVID cured everything. And I'm being sarcastic about that. But even in the day, cases that were traffic accidents, shooting, and basically suicides, COVID death. Now we're seeing the exact opposite with the rollout of the COVID experimental injections. Because the CDC intentionally does not provide a category for vaccine deaths to be used on death certificates, they're saying almost all the deaths that we're seeing now re- directly related right after the vaccine are not at all related to the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, they're literally saying that over in the UK and Norway. Remember, Norway had 33 deaths in a nursing home within a one-week period, and they came out and said, okay, guys, listen, listen, the vaccine didn't cause these 33 deaths, even though the people died almost immediately after getting the vaccine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's erroneous. It does not matter whatsoever. These people would have died anyways because they're in a nursing home. They're probably going to die. So even though they died within a day or two after the vaccine, they would have died anyways. So what they've done now, they've literally flipped the script to fit their narrative immediately when this vaccine or this injection device has been rolled out, ironically contradicting everything they've said about the COVID death rate and COVID cases, they've now flipped the script to cover their butt on the vaccine deaths from this RNA technology package. So that was something I really wanted to put out this morning and kind of wake everybody up. This is a very serious problem that's happening right now in this country with this this RNA technology experiment injection. And so the fact of the matter is people have to start getting this information out there. That's why we're going to post all this on the website. You have to start waking people up, my friends. This is not a joke anymore. This injection, RNA injection, was being done specifically, in my opinion, to do just this. And now they're saying that we have this mutant strand of COVID out. Now, yes, absolutely. I don't doubt there is. When the RNA injection is put into your body, you turn into a pathogen production manufacturing site. Moderna has been very clear about what this shot does to you. It is a technology injection. So you now turn into a COVID manufacturing site, meaning you produce COVID on your own now. When do you stop? Who knows? We don't know what happens long-term with this vaccine because, hey, they only tested it for two months and got emergency authorization approval. So again, my friends, wake up. Get this information out there. Continue to try to get as many people alert and on board and realizing what's really happening. While so much is going on in front of us and so many lies and deception is occurring at such a rapid pace, we have to address what's really going on behind the scenes. And that's pretty much the mass culling of a population, not to mention the long-term side effects. We don't even know what's going to happen with this injection, guys. Six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. We have no idea the long-term implications of this RNA injection. So something I want to start off with this morning, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, it's interesting to me that, you know, Austin Merck now, another big pharmaceutical corporation, is abandoning the COVID vaccine efforts. The New Jersey-based Merck is one of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies has abandoned its two experimental COVID vaccine projects after early data showed they generated little, if any, immune response in patients. Now, Merck is pretty doggone smart. They're figuring out, hey, you know, we don't want to be involved in this. This thing's going to go sideways. Now, this is my opinion with Merck. Now, I'm just paraphrasing what I think they may be thinking. You know, that we're basically going to try to avoid getting involved in this controversy. Now, let me step back in. I covered this several months ago, and I want to cover it again just in brief. The COVID 
RNA injection is not a vaccine. It is not producing an antibody, allowing your body to produce an antibody against COVID. It is actually allowing your cell to create the spike protein and basically put it into your body and make your body think it's part of the cellular function. Now, here's the problem with that. When they tried to use this RNA vaccine in animal studies, which they've canceled all the animal studies, they never finished them. There's a reason they didn't finish them, because the ferret and the cat studies, every single animal died after it was injected. You think, well, what the heck? Well, yeah, because here's what happens. These animals all died of massive systemic inflammation and failure in immune responses. Here's why. When the body basically is told that this RNA vaccine isn't a problem because the body's manufacturing it, it doesn't see it as a virus any longer. It sees it as a naturally occurring product of the cell. And so it doesn't come in and effectively fight it, which allows this virus to come in and do massive replication, causing a massive cytokine storm, causing a massive inflammation in the body, causing the person or the animal to die. Every single ferret, every single cat died. They couldn't finish the study. And then they said, oh, wow, this works great. Let's give it to humans. I mean, it's the most asinine thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It can't be done for any other reason except for eugenics. That's it. This is like a two-part process. Let's say we have, you know, 1% of these studies being brought out that are basically people are dying, okay? You know, that's all there. So we have to have times that by 100 to get the actual numbers. So if you have, you know, you know 4,000 people dying, that would be 40,000 people dying. Those would be the real numbers as far as 1%. Here's the problem. You say, well, it's only, you know, you know, 1% dying is actually 10 times that or whatever, 100 times that. Here's the problem. You, you're not getting a 100% death rate from the first vaccine because some people's immune systems are handling it. They're saying, okay, whatever, we're not just all dropping dead. Here's the problem and here's the rub. Let's say you have a million people get vaccinated and let's say, you know, 100,000 die. You, but you still have 900,000 don't die. But now they've had this RNA incorporated into their body, into their cell walls, producing spike proteins and making the person see this spike protein as a normally naturally occurring product in the body. All right, so now you've got 900,000 people who didn't die, but they have this RNA technology in them. When they get exposed to another virus, it's a two-step pathogen. So now if they release something else or if it mutates or if it has viral shedding and it naturally, spontaneously does this, this other 900,000 people aren't going to see this pathogen as a virus or something bad. And so they won't produce the antibodies against it and it will be allowed to replicate itself inside of their body unrestricted, causing pretty much a 100% death rate like it did in the animal, the cat, and the ferret studies. Did everybody just get that? It's a two-step pathogen. The first step is to make your body see the pathogen as a normally occurring product, and if you survive that first step, if that pathogen or any other spike protein is back introduced into the population, 
it will rip through the entire path population like a like a jigsaw, like a bunch of razor blades, killing pretty much everybody who gets it because they have no immune response capable against it because it's naturally occurring in their body because the RNA, the DNA, the body's own systems have been written that this thing is okay to let come in. So you have this virus come in, it injects itself into the cell wall, and it puts in a hundred spike proteins. Then that cell wall ruptures, calling lysis. This is called the lytic phase of a virus. It goes to the next hundred cells. It reproduces. It now produces ten thousand cells, some ten thousand particles of virus. It goes into the next ten thousand cells. Now you have a million. Then you have a hundred million. Then you've got a billion, and it happens very, very quickly. This is why all the cats and all the ferrets died. You say, well, gosh, Ted, that's awful. Well, yeah, it is awful. So the only solution you're going to have is not to have taken the vaccine to start with and not to have rewritten your own RNA to start with. So this is what we have to understand is we've got a big problem with this vaccine being administered in what is the senile one. He wants to do a million injections a day. Here in Florida, they're using another psychological psychop again. With they're doing this all over the country. They're saying, "Oh, we're almost out of vaccines. You've got to line up as quickly as you can." And so everybody goes, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Just run over and get a vaccine. They believe the lie. They're not almost out of vaccines. That's a bunch of nonsense. They're not getting people to come over and get the vaccine. You know, I saw guys do this on the seminar circuit. You know, they would have a thousand CD sets available at the seminar. And they'd say, we don't have enough CDs to cover the call, to cover everybody who's here, so we're going to sell out today. And so what it did, it created this giant, basically, surge. Everybody runs to the CD table, the tape table, to buy the material before they run out. It's just human nature. And these guys understand that. They basically set people up to run and get the vaccine, not realizing they're going to be producing spike proteins from their body. Like Austin said earlier, they become a coronavirus manufacturing facility in their own bodies, and then their immune system no longer sees it as a pathogen. So when you get exposed to another one, it runs through you like the ferret and cat studies. Now, I know I've said that multiple times, but I want you to get it. Every single animal died. That's why they didn't complete the studies. It's that bad. That's why these RNA vaccines have never been used on humans, because of what they do. So anyhow, we'll change topics now. Uh, by the way, Dominion now is suing Julie, Judy, really, Giuliani for $1.3 billion in damages, basically over, I guess, defamation. And what's interesting about this is Giuliani's going to come out of this fine. You don't have to worry about Giuliani. Why? Because he's a globalist insider. Well, why would you say that Rudy Giuliani is a globalist insider? Because he was the mayor of New York City in 9-11. Yeah, you ever forget that 20 years ago? He's the guy who oversaw Building 7 coming down. When's the last time you heard Rudy Rudiani talk about the Solomon Building and Building 7 coming down? Hmm? And he talk, anybody ever hear him say anything about that? Yeah. How about, when's the last time you heard Rudy Rudiani talk about how it didn't seem as though an airplane hit the Pentagon? Oh, that never happened either, did it? Or how about the, the whole thing that we were doing a huge, uh, you know, test? We were doing a big, a big drill that day. With 9/11, you know, and the, and the Air Force was told to stand down because they were doing a drill of, you know, the Terry Towers being 
you know, attacked. Did, have you heard him ever talk about that? No, no, you don't talk about that either. Now, Rudy Giuliani is deep, deep state. And so when you see stuff like this, Rudy all Johnny is being sued for 1.3 billion damages. Don't worry about Rudy Giuliani. He's not gonna, he's not gonna, he's not gonna go broke. He knows too much. He's been around too much. He's seen too much. And he can talk too much if he wanted to, or they could, of course, kill him too. So it just is what it is with people like this involved in all of this stuff as far as what's going on. By the way, the uh, Florida businessman who was convicted of a billion, not a million, not a hundred uh, thousand, but one billion dollar in Medicare fraud spent the uh, New York, you know, evening here a few days ago at his daughter's wedding. Uh, days after Trump commuted his 20-year prison sentence, uh, citing his declining health. In other words, this guy, he's 51 years old. 51. He's like, you know, well, he's got declining health. He's 51. Should be in pretty good shape still. He was convicted of 20 criminal counts in the $1 billion Medicare fraud scheme in 2019. And the health care executive was sentenced to 20 years in prison, but served, you know, only four. And the White House claimed... The move had been supported by a number of former attorney generals and said that S. Formis is in declining health. Uh, billion dollar fraud, age 51, and he's the one that Donald Trump lets out of prison and gives him a full pardon. And the sad part about all of this is they're still arresting people all over the country for quote unquote the capital insurrection, but the FBI is doing this massive manhunt, which tells you they have the ability to do this while Hunter Biden walks free. Hillary Clinton walks free, Bill Clinton walks free, and all of these other career criminals in politics walk free. But, you know, these other guys are not walking free anymore, are they? The guys who stormed the Capitol, basically Donald Trump told them to march on the Capitol, and they did, and, and now they're all going to prison. And they're all being arrested all over the country. In fact, one 18-year-old little punk kid turned his own father into the FBI. Yeah, little punk kid. And now he basically has left the family home because he's scared of reprisal from his father because he turned the father into the FBI and made a big name for himself that he turned in his own daddy. You know, here's the thing. Why would a little 18-year-old punk do that? Well, because he's been trained by the schools. He's been trained by the educational system to be a snitch. Just be, be blunt with you guys. He was been, he's been trained. You see it, see it, you tell it. You go, you got to make sure you tell it all. Make sure if you see it, you tell it. And this is what they've done. They've trained the population of children now in the public school systems to be snitches for the state. And this is why this 18-year-old kid turned on his own father to went on the Capitol building. Now, is this guy a member of a right-wing militia, militia group? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't really care. All I know is this. Why didn't Donald Trump pardon all of the people going to the Capitol that day before he left office. So these guys won't have to deal with all of this legal stuff for years and years and years to come. But he'll turn around and pardon a guy who did a billion dollars in medical fraud. And, you know, it's, it's just crazy to me that this kind of stuff happens on an ongoing basis. And we're supposed to pretend like we don't see any of it. I mean, like, uh, nothing to see here, move on. Nothing to see here, move on. I mean, it is crazy. Also, what do you think, bud? No, I think you're, you're spot on with that. I mean, it's it's very troubling to see this beginning purge of how they massively extrapolated on the Capitol protest to turn it into something that it wasn't. I mean, nobody has, at any time in the media or the government, 
disavowed Antifa or the BLM terrorists for what they did in D.C. in June last year, nor what happened in Portland, nor what happened in numerous cities all over the country. In fact, there's a new bill. A lot of people don't even know about this. I just found out about it over the weekend. There's a new bill that was just introduced very quietly into the House right during basically right before the inauguration. So nobody heard anything about it. It's January 19th. It's when they pre-filed the bill. And it is entitled the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021, H.R. Bill 350. You can look it up. And it's 17 pages, which most of it is just like definitions. And um, it's, it's not that long of a bill, 17 bills. What's interesting about it, in a 17-page bill, which that, that's the header page, that's everything, it uses the term white supremacist or white supremacy 15 times in 17 pages. And what's very troubling about it is the representatives who have written parts of it are so hardcore left, you don't even have to try to pretend or pull some conspiracy theory out of the ceiling to figure out exactly what they're planning on doing with this bill if they get it to go through. Representative Brad Schneider put in there, it says, unlike after 9-11, the threat that reared its ugly head on January 6th from the domestic terrorist and extremist groups that were racially motivated violent individuals that overthrew the Capitol building. America must be vigilant to combat those radicalized to violence. And the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act gives our government the tools to identify, monitor, and thwart these illegal activities. Combating the threat of domestic terrorism and white supremacy is not a Democratic or Republican issue. Domestic terrorism is an American issue, and it's a serious threat we must address together. In the wake of the domestic terrorist attack on our Capitol two weeks ago, it is painfully clear that the current approach to addressing the real and persistent threat posed by white nationalism is not working, and we must not allow hate crimes and domestic terrorism to continue unchecked. And uh, you could go through the bill, and I mean, it's just all it does, literally the entire time, it discusses violent domestic terrorism and white nationalism or white supremacy. The entire bill. Not a single remark or discussion on Antifa, BLM terrorists, or anybody else for that matter, much less any type of the Muslim invasion that we've seen in Minnesota and Michigan. And so what it does is it goes on, and the Domestic Terrorist Prevention Act of 2021 is designed to strengthen the federal government's effort to prevent, report, respond, and investigate any act of domestic terrorism by authorizing offices dedicated to combating this threat and requiring those offices to regularly assess this threat and provide training and resources to all state, local, and tribal law enforcement. The bill also requires these offices to provide Congress with joint biannual reports assessing the state of domestic terrorism threat with a specific focus on white supremacists. The DTPA codifies the Domestic Terrorism Executive Committee, which will coordinate with the United States Attorney's Office and go in to share and ensure an effective response and organized joint effort to combat domestic terrorism. The legislation requires the DOJ, the FBI, and DHS to provide training and resources to all agencies in understanding, detecting, deterring, and investigating all acts of domestic terrorism and white supremacy, and also to combat white supremacist infiltration of of all uniformed services and federal law enforcement. If I didn't know any better, and I was just reading this from another country, 
I would pretty much guarantee and tell you any amount of money this was an anti-white bill. Not joking. Now, you could take the term white supremacist and you can try to twist it and contort it and you can make it apply to pretty much anything you want if you're an idiot enough and you know how to basically manipulate the situation. But the fact that they're specifically targeting white nationalism and white supremacists immediately shows you this is all about gaslighting a specific topic that has no business whatsoever being in this section. Trying to say that because somebody doesn't is not okay with an basically a, a fraudulent election, saying somebody does not want to have their firearm rights unlawfully stripped from them, saying somebody basically wants to maintain pro-life opinions, saying that somebody wants to be able to have the religion and respect of their religion and basically worship the way they see fit has nothing to do with white supremacy whatsoever. White supremacy is now the new racist term. If you guys saw, they've used specific terms over each decade to slowly, slowly, slowly desensitize the American populace, all the way from the aspects of conspiracy theory, then hate crime, then bigotry, then racism. Now the final word is white supremacy. So if anything now happens that they don't agree with, it automatically falls under the term of white supremacy. Pretty much all the time. There's an article that came out the other day. I saw it, and it was it was one of the most ignorant articles I could ever even read. I read part of it. It was so far left. And it basically discussed now how in order to identify white supremacy, we have to understand that multiple races and ethnic backgrounds can still be white supremacists. I kid you not. And it talked about a pro-Trump, pro-patriot man who was a black Arab in the United States, and he basically was pushing the white nationalist agenda, even though he was a black Arab. I kid you not. They said he is leading the white supremacy group. So now they're saying it doesn't even matter if you're white. If you simply are pro-patriot, you are now categorized as a white supremacist all across the board. And now Congress, with their <laughs> Domestic Terrorist Prevention Act, pretty much want to go in and monitor every single person in the United States that ever has supported Trump, has ever supported the Constitution, or has ever even been remotely a patriot. Even Tulsi Gabbard, who basically used to be a uh, Democratic representative from Hawaii, she did an interview on Friday, and she said the proposed measure to combat American terrorism is going to undermine all civil liberties. She said it's so dangerous to see... And we should be extremely concerned about what they're putting forward, especially we don't have to guess where this goes or how this ends. She goes on to say they're targeting almost half of the entire country now with this bill, and it's going to give them essentially, if they get this through, carte blanche immunity to not only spy and monitor anybody they want at any time, they now are going to have the right to go in and start investigating individuals for literally the most minute things all under the guise of domestic terrorism and white supremacy. So, again... I highly suggest you start contacting your representatives in your house and you make a fit about this because this bill has no business being anywhere near the United States of America. This bill is designed to do one thing. That is eradicate patriotism out of the United States under the lies and guise of white supremacy clause. This is where it's going, guys. Do your research. Don't be so blindly shielded by the mainstream media to think as soon as they say a word, you automatically have to couple into it. This is what they're doing. Because pretty much anybody 
anybody, you hear white supremacy, you're like, nah, that's no, we're not okay with that. That's not okay. You think neo-Nazi, you think KKK, that's what they try to put it out there, right? Nah, this bill has nothing to do with that aspect of white supremacy. This bill has everything to do with anybody that does not go along with the New World Order agenda that they're now trying to ram down everybody's throats here in the United States. Anybody that does not go along with that immediately branded domestic terrorism in this country. We knew this was happening. We've seen it happen. We've watched it happen under Obama. We saw what happened with Homeland Security. You could watch Snowden and see how the entire dragnet has been built over the last two decades now and where we are today. And now they've refined it, refined it, refined it, refined it, and now take an incident of 50 people going into the Capitol building after police opened the gates and the doors for them. They have now basically called this the new 9-11. And as the idiot Schumer said, this is right on par with Pearl Harbor attacks. And this is one of the darkest days in America when 50 people go in the Capitol building and take photos and protest a stolen election. Unbelievable that these clowns actually think they're going to get away with this. So we have to make sure we make a stand and start waking people up and realize, as I said before, there is no cue, guys. There is no plan from, you know, Trump. This, if it is to be, it's up to us. And I said this on the Hagman show yesterday. It is time now America start getting very vocal and stand up and make sure they stand their ground and stand for their convictions because this is not going anywhere. This is only going to get worse the longer everybody sits idly by and pretends nothing's happening, be politically correct, wear a mask, shut your business, be scared, don't do anything at all. It's exactly what they trained everybody to do last year. It's time for everybody to take the mask off, stand loud and proud, and make sure you know what your convictions are and how willing you're going to go with them, Dad. You know, Austin, um my first publisher was uh, Charisma. You know, it was a strength publication out of Lake Mary. Now, they've said a lot of things over the years I have not agreed with, and I'm not going to make any more comments about that. But they came out with an excellent article that I posted on the website this past week about Q and how people really need to basically, these prophets who've come out and who have said that Q basically is the, uh, how should I say, uh, you know, the answer, the, you know, the, the voice of God, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they need to come and apologize to their listeners. And this is a very, very good article. You guys need to read it. It's, and if you don't find it on the website, you can go back under the, uh, the stuff there with Charisma Magazine out of Orlando and you can read the article. But it's absolutely critical that we see the fact that we have Christian people now that are policing what's going on, which I like this. And they're telling the people that were the prophets saying that Q was going to deliver the United States, that Trump was going to be put back in office. I mean, as, as, as late as the morning of the inauguration, these quote-unquote prophets were saying, one of the prophets is now saying, well, I was 100% right because Donald Trump was put back into office in heaven. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Trump's not in heaven yet. If, if, if Trump even gets to heaven, which you know is very dubious in my opinion, because many people believe he's converted to Judaism, so is Trump going to get to heaven? And if he is in heaven right now, how was he inaugurated in heaven? No, I'm not kidding you guys. This is how twisted this has become, because they're twisting the narrative because they don't have an exit strategy. The Q movement has been very, very profitable for a lot of people. They have hats and T-shirts, and they've made a lot of money on this. And, and the, the sad part about it is, is what they do is they quote God, thus saith the Lord, that this is going to happen, 
and they claim to be prophets, and they're not prophets, or they wouldn't have missed it like this as far as I'm concerned, even though I guess you could say that a prophet could miss it every once in a while. I'll give them that. But if you do miss it, you got to repent, you know, kind of like in the Old Testament. Remember when David had his little fling with Bathsheba? Remember, you know, remember, remember this really beautiful married woman goes out on the basically the roof right by the temple where David could see her and decides to take a bath. Yeah, that 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 Bathsheba, and then you know, and then she's buried this guy named Uriah the Hittite, and then David calls her to the. He's out in battle. He's one of David's top guys, and he brings Bathsheba in and basically has sex with her, and she gets pregnant while her husband's off in the battlefield, and he brings his Uriah the Hittite back and he refuses to sleep with his wife because David wanted to kind of make him sleep with his wife so that it would look like he got his wife pregnant yeah I'm not making this up you can read about it in the, in the Bible in the Old Testament and what happens this guy wouldn't do it he just laid on the steps of the. he said I can't go back to my wife while my men are in battle so he sent the guy back into battle and told the head guys to pull back when he basically led the charge Uriah the Hittite and allow him to be killed oh yeah all of this David did all of this and so then the baby's born and then you know David marries Bathsheba, and the baby dies. Right, and then David goes into sackcloth and ashes and mourning, and I mean has an absolute, you know, total complete. Please forgive me, God, for what I've done. Oh yeah, that's what happens. But the reality is, you know, in the end, God said that David was a man after his own heart. Why? Not because of what happened to Bathsheba, because that was horrible. It was the fact that when David messed up, he went to God and prayed and asked God to forgive him. and said he was wrong for what he had done. That's how these prophets have to look at this right now. These guys that have said, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, as late as the morning of, need to come back to the people now that they've misled. And say, hey, look. I missed it. Please forgive me. Because what I said on Friday, I still stand behind. When you have people that do this, and they mislead people like this, and then it doesn't happen the way they said it was going to happen, it affects the faith of the individual who believed what you said. And the next time, if God really does speak to a real prophet or another prophet or whatever, I'm not, you know, doing any. I'm not mentioning any names here this morning. The people are not as willing to listen. If somebody else really comes out and has a real message from the Lord, they don't want to listen. They're going to be like, "Well, I did all that before. Look what happened to me. I didn't have the results that God told me I was going to have, and now here I'm in this mess." See, this is the problem. So I really like that article in Christian Magazine. I suggest all of you read it. By the way, Zuckerberg, which doesn't surprise anybody, Rothschild controls Zuckerberg, hands over data now from the Facebook to help the FBI arrest Capitol rioters. I've warned you. Austin's warned you. Don't be posting this stuff on Facebook. MAGA rioters involved in January the 96 ransacking Okay, I can't say the Capitol was ransacked. Okay, now they may have taken a few souvenirs, which they should not have done, but nothing was ransacked. They're being pursued. The FBI is combing through social media posts, including Facebook, and are now given, being given articles and information and photos by the Facebook Zuckerberg to track down suspects. In some cases, Facebook is handing over incriminating data to investigators. Data includes deleted videos and content that was posted. No, wait a minute. 
You deleted the video. You deleted the content that was posted by MAGA rioters, but Facebook kept copies of all these deleted posts. Yeah, how about that? Last summer, law enforcement used social media to arrest rioters and looters. Well, I never heard about any of that as far as Antifa. FBI and local police went undercover online and posed as social justice advocates. And on at least four occasions, feds have charged a suspect based on social media posts. So you get on social media and you're posting pictures of yourself, you know, in the Capitol chambers and, you know, rioting and charging the Capitol and going inside. You might want to think twice about that. Now, the sad part about it is apparently even if you pull this information back down, you can't get it out of the Facebook archives and can, they can do whatever they want to do. Guys, you have to remember something. The media is Kabbalist controlled, period. Synagogue of Satan controlled, period. 95%. 90% of all media, Kabbalist controls, in my opinion. 90% of all media. And, you know, Paul Craig Roberts wrote an article and he goes, the media has destroyed America. It did not take long for the lie machine, also known as the American media, to create a false news and fake narrative of the storming of the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th by white supremacist insurrection groups. Unbelievable. Here's an article and an example from Bloomberg, January 23rd. The scenes from the first day of Joe Biden's presidency unfolded against the backdrop of a devastated U.S. economy. Okay, remember, they're the ones who push for the lockdowns. Continuing fallout from white supremacist insurrection and a coronavirus death surge toll passing, coronavirus death toll passing over 400,000. Total lie. The fake narrative is accepted everywhere. It is endemic in the world press. Even news sources such as RT and Sputnik have endeavored to give us real news instead of press two lies have repeated this insurrection story. In other words, they're all picking it up now. President Trump was impeached by the House on the sole basis of a fake news story and now stands to be tried in the Senate on the same fake news charges. On the basis of the same fake news story, two Florida banks in which Trump had multi-million dollar deposits closed the Trump accounts. Signature Bank in New York also closed the Trump's account, as did Germany's Deutsche Bank, which is, by, by the way, $300 million in debt that they're trying to sell to some other bank now. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, who permitted Antifa and BLM to loot and burn Manhattan, has terminated the city's contract with the Trump businesses that run the ice skating rinks and the carousel in Central Park and the golf course in the Bronx. Mar-a-Lago has hemorrhaging membership in Palm Beach. And now they're saying the food is bad down there. On and on and on and on and on and on. This entire world now believes in something that did not exist. The massive capital rioting that basically overtook the capital, which just didn't happen. This is an example of what it means to live in the matrix. Everyone lives in a false world created by lies repeated endlessly by prostitutes. The ruling lies are lies that enable establishment agendas by getting rid of non-establishment explanations and shutting down non-establishment leaders. Trump had to go because he was in the way of the establishment agenda. An example is being made of the Trump as a lesson to others who value service to the people higher than service to the establishment. Now, I'm going to go and say one thing again about Donald Trump. I believe that Donald Trump was doing exactly what he was told to do. I believe that he was making a caricature of the nationalists and the people who followed him and who basically stormed the Capitol building based upon what he told them to do, not go inside, but to go there and protest, and basically was allowed 
He allowed those people now to be arrested and not be pardoned, which he could have done. I believe he did exactly what he was told to do, and basically they threw him on the sword because they're going to give him and or his family a high position in the New World Order. And he's doing exactly what he's negotiated to do. And the sad part about it is is that if the man had any character whatsoever, he would not have done this. He just said, no, I'm not going to do that. But, of course, if that had happened, they probably would have released who knows what video of it as they have with him and Jeffrey Epstein or whatever else. I don't know. But, guys, we can't put our hope and our faith in a man like Donald Trump. He's the wrong person to hit your wagon to. He really is. That's why we have to maintain a relationship with Christ. We do. Because you know he is the author, he is the finisher, he is the perfecter of our faith. This is the day the Lord hath made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Because his name is Jesus. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the one who basically delivered us from all of this stuff. He separated us from this world system. And that's the problem. They no longer want to have Jesus spoken about in the houses or the classrooms, or even in Christian universities now because of this transgender thing that Biden just pushed, they're going to force transgender athletes and transgender professors into the university systems of the Christian universities. They're going to continue to break down the fabric of Christianity in the United States all under the guise of, quote-unquote, free speech and proper transgender equality. Well, the transgender equality is coming directly from the Kabbalah, from the Zohar, in which they believe God is an hermaphrodite, and they're trying to force the entire population of the planet to accept hermaphroditic people and to become hermaphroditic themselves. Remember, they've done this before. Never forget this. Don't you remember Sodom and Gomorrah, a place so evil that God destroyed it, so evil that they came when the angels came to the city to rape the angels? This is a pretty bad place, guys. And... It was so perverse and so disgusting that God rained fire down from heaven and destroyed it. Now, think about the fact that in Genesis chapter 6, every thought was evil every single day, all the time. This is the agenda of these entities, these, I guess for a better word, you could call them fallen angels or aliens or demons or whatever you want to pick, a, just pick a name that have been around here for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And Jesus warned us. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, Genesis chapter 6, so shall it be upon the return of the Son of Man. In other words, every thought evil all of the time. It was so bad with God in the book of Genesis chapter 6, when he looked down and saw the planet, how everything was evil all of the time, and realized what these entities and fallen angels and other, call them extraterrestrials, had done, that he said, I've had it. I've had it with all of it. I'm flooding the planet. It tells Noah to go build the boat put a bunch of animals on it, take his family on it, and basically flood the planet out. The problem is, these fallen angels are there before and after the flood, it says in Genesis. So they came back and started the same mischief all over again. And see, here's the problem. This group now has taken thousands and thousands and thousands of years to get us back to this point again. This isn't their first rodeo, guys. We don't know how long these things live. We know their plans are in the hundreds and thousands of years. We don't know how long they live, and here they are again doing the same thing they did thousands of years ago, trying to create an energy field around the planet in which every thought of every man is evil all the time. Why would they want to do that? And I've discussed this in length before on other shows. It's because that negative energy frequency is what these things consume for food. It's what they eat. And so they want to make us as bad as they possibly can. And in the meantime, 
God's looking down just shaking his head. He says, I sent Jesus to stop this mess, and if you believe in him, you don't have to be part of this. He looked down the timeline because he's omnipresent, and he inserted Christ into the timeline, which was an exact representation of himself. And this is what we need to understand. If we do not understand who Christ was and Christ is, we can't get past this. Yesterday I spoke to a man who was an RV sales guy, and very, very intelligent, very, very well read. And he started talking about the Christ spirit. And I said to him, I said, well, that's a New Age term. I said, sure, Christ came, but Christ is still here through the Holy Spirit. Christ will infuse and live with you. You can have a personal relationship with Jesus. He's real. He's alive. But the world has given us a artificial Christianity, a Christ spirit. Oh, you have to have the Christ spirit, which gives this whole New Age group this spirit to talk about, never the resurrected Jesus as an individual. This is the problem that we have. And I told him, I looked at him, I said, but don't say that. That's not accurate. So I sent him the entire video, the uh, one of the shows that we did on the, on, the, on the blood of Jesus. And we'll see if he listens to it. But he has a form of power from the, all the stuff that he's learned and he's read, which you do. You learn a lot of information when you read and study but you don't have the ability to internalize it and allow the Holy Spirit to work through you without that personal relationship with Jesus. So this is very, very important that I want to cover with you guys today because, guys, it's about Christ. It's about a personal relationship with him. It is not about a Christ spirit. That's New Age terminology, and it's being used, again, to go into churches. Oh, well, you have to have the Christ spirit. No, you have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And this is the thing that's so very, very, very important. You see, the little nuances that they do to the Christ, into, the, into Jesus, and into the churches that basically take the power away from us as Christians. And then we no longer have the authority that we have as the believer, as far as a blood-bought child of the Most High. We no longer have that authority because we don't understand what happened. It's the confusion that they've sown into the churches, which have taken the churches from a position of authority, which they used to have in the United States, to a position of subservience, in which everybody's scared to death to say anything for fear of losing their 5013C status. And I will give our church yesterday, we were in church yesterday, we sent you a, if you're on the ST Brower Instagram account, we sent you a video of us in church yesterday, and I think I was singing, and probably was singing pretty badly, but that's okay, I've never been given a good singing voice. But the reality was, we were basically in church, and, the, and there were probably 1,000, 1,500 people there, it was pretty full, and quite frankly, 90% of the people there did not, I repeat, did not have on a mask, which I thought was pretty slick. I really did. I told Sharon, I said, this is wonderful. I actually like this, and I've had a good time here today because I have not had to watch everybody muzzle. Now, there were still the sheeple on some of the pews and some of the seats that were wearing masks, and I felt sorry for them, but I thought, well, maybe they've got a comorbidity. Maybe there's something wrong with them. Maybe they've got some health issues, right? Well, in that case, I understand them wearing a mask, but quite frankly, the masks don't work. They don't protect them unless you're wearing an N95 mask, and if they do have comorbidities and they're sick, they really need to be watching the TV show, the, the, the sermon online. They really do. They don't need to be going out in public, especially with the viral nature of this coronavirus and what it's going to do as it continues to mutate and cause and be due, due to viral shedding. Very, very important. Well, guys, I love you.
I appreciate you. You guys are absolutely amazing. And pay attention to what I said at the beginning of the show and listen to that a couple of times. In the animal studies, they couldn't complete the animal studies on the vaccine. This is why the RNA vaccines aren't used. In the animal studies, every cat, every ferret died before the studies were over with. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And also, there's been another report now that an individual that they have not named died in Placer County, California, on Thursday last week. They said the individual tested positive for COVID in December and then recovered, however, died hours after receiving a dose of the vaccine. It is unclear if the person was given Moderna or Pfizer vaccine. The person's death is being investigated with an autopsy that's supposed to be due sometime today. This is a very odd one because they intentionally tried to not release any information on this. So we'll be continuing to keeping you guys update as it goes along. And I'm not trying to sound redundant with this vaccine, and neither is Dad. The reason why I'm bringing this out here is because there's so much propaganda being pushed on why you should get this RNA technology injection and hardly anybody is actually taking a step back and doing a few minutes of research. Even Steve said that the other day. He goes, what's crazy to me, Austin, he said, I got people calling me up every day. You know, they're ordering supplements, they're staying healthy, and then they're constantly bringing up the topic, well, should I get the vaccine? And he goes, all you have to do is about 10 minutes of research. 10 minutes of research and look what's going on. If you really are interested in getting an RNA technology injection put into you, why don't you watch and see what it does for the next 12 to 18 months? Just just my tidbit information. Because quite frankly, if you're still alive after last year, which a lot of us are, why is everybody in a rush to get this shot? I've been asking everybody that. The same context of what they're talking about now with this vaccine passport they said the vaccine this alleged RNA vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID right it just lessens the symptoms they've also been very clear and said it doesn't stop you from spreading COVID so you need to wear a mask and you need to social distance because they want to push their agenda but nonetheless that's what they said it doesn't stop you from spreading it well the vaccine passports make no sense then if the COVID injection doesn't stop you from spreading the virus until you actually can prove the vaccine or this injection stops transmission 100%, isn't it best to kind of leave the even idea of a vaccine passport off into the wind? Because quite frankly, why would it matter if you got a COVID injection if it doesn't stop you from spreading it? They contradict themselves repeatedly over this scenario that has occurred. So again, I encourage people. Call them out on their BS when they do this. I've gotten in numerous arguments with people about these topics, and they argue themselves into a corner because they literally contradict themselves back and forth, back and forth, and then you go, okay, where's next on it? And they go, well, well, that's, you, you just, you, why don't you just go take your vitamins, stay healthy? And I went, okay, I, I will. I had somebody say that an argument the other day. I was basically saying, I'm like, listen, I've, I've gone all over the place. I haven't social distance. I don't wear a mask. I haven't anything. I take supplements. I train all the time. I stay in good shape. They go, well, yeah, well, would, you, would you just go take your vitamins? I said, I, I, I do. Thank you. Thank you for the advice. I appreciate it. You know, because the problem is when you bring up facts and you bring up research and you bring up personal situations that are occurring all across the country, people don't know how to rebuttal them because the fact is the media has lost the real narrative. If you actually look at what they're peddling, they've lost the real narrative. It's gone. They don't. It's gone. It's contradicted itself so many times. It's in a corner. So again, do your own research and have the ammunition you need whenever you deal with some of these people that basically want to sit there and get mad at you for not wearing a mask 
or get mad at you for not shutting your business down. I find it ironic now. Beetlejuice in Illinois, also Kumo, a bunch of other governors are now saying, well, we don't know what else to do, so we're just going to open up the business now. We're going to open up the economy. And I'm just sitting there laughing, going, (laughs) they had to do everything they could to ruin the economy last year by shutting down businesses. Now that they have the buffoon in office, he's going to write so many executive orders, ban so many legitimate job-producing things that now they have the next second wave of the recession, I guess you could say, coming in. So again, do not live in a spirit of fear. Continue to stand your ground and maintain your convictions. Keep your immune system strong. Keep your energy and your health top-notch. Continue to exercise. We still have the virus protection kit on the website if you want to maintain it with the vitamin C, the D3, and zinc basic kit, but yet very effective. And also be sure to check out the product of the week, the cortisol buster, and vote for what you want to see win on Wednesday. Looks like the HGH Stimulate is pulling pretty strong. That's a very popular product. always has been, so I'm not surprised that one's pulling a lot of votes here on the front page. I'm looking at it right now. So be sure to check that out. If you guys need anything, feel free to call us, 1-800-726-1834. And I just continue to encourage everybody, stand up for what you truly believe. Don't cower down to peer pressure or cower down to unlawful government edicts or what any other nonsense they want to try to push on you. Continue to stand up for truth. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.